everybody. This is What's Offsides, the podcast, uh, with your host, Josh, and my buddy, Ken. You said, and you we said have a special episode. Weird. Did I? Oh, well, it's a weird episode, so of course the intro would be yeah, weird. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a special episode. So we're doing a special episode on Malice yep. in the Palace. Uh, they There's a really good documentary that came out on Netflix this past uh, week, yeah. last week. And it is a pivotal moment in sports history and, dare I say, pop culture? Actually, yeah, I would say pop culture just because, yeah, it kind of sets up where the NBA is now today, in my opinion. Like, just all the stuff that has changed. But oh, yeah. yeah. So, we're just going to get into it. The date is November 19th, 2004. It's Pacers versus Detroit. This is the Eastern Conference, yes, correct? Eastern Conference, yep. And this is the game that decides who goes into the finals. Oh, oh, you're talking about okay. And... You're talking like the season before it happened, like the beginning of the movie. Oh, I was talking about like the actual like, or wh- no, I mean, no, whichever. So... <laughs> Malice in the Palace happens November 19th, yeah, 2004. Yeah, it's, it's not during the Eastern Conference Finals. So, back then... Okay, so the season before, they met in the Eastern Conference Finals. So that's where it kind of... Yeah, Pacers so that's where it kind of all started brewing. Like, you know, where the rival, rivalry happened, right? So now, November 19th, 2004, is when the actual event... <laughs> the event... So this is round two between the Pacers and Detroit because in 2003... Pacers versus Detroit. Detroit beat the pa- the Pacers uh, by technicality. I mean, right? Uh, a foul that uh, Meta World Peace then run uh, Artest. artist. Um, Artest, sorry. And he played a foul and it kind of fucked up that game. They lost. And this is round two. This is the yeah, redemption. Yeah. So they were, they were waiting it for a whole and, like, off season. They were waiting for it. Yeah. So what happens is very broad. Meta World Peace jumps into these seats where everyone's sitting to the fans, and just goes nuts on a fan who threw a beer at him, and so begins the malice. Right, right? malice in the palace in Detroit, fans versus players, and yeah. this is where the NBA really turns around. This is where we start changes. seeing changes in the NBA, changes in how people talked, I think, the about... NBA. Well, hold on. The hold NBA... On. You're, getting, you're getting way too ahead. I feel like there's still... like We can still talk about like this events leading up to our test basically hitting up the fans. So, I mean, during the game, the Pacers... Well, just was like beating the uh, Pistons at their place, um, mm-hmm. and in the last like I believe it was yeah like the last basically the last minute right usually they're up by like twenty points at this point that you know the starters are usually taking a rest but not this time the Pacers decided like you know we're gonna beat the shit out of them from start to finish right so now it's like twenty okay. points up and in the do- in the documentary Artes uh, said that one of the Pacers player was like oh. Ron, go get your foul. Meaning the game's over. 
fouls doesn't matter anymore. Like it's not gonna affect the game. Like go after it. Yeah, play hard. Exactly, play hard. Play hard. So no, knowing the person that Ron Artest is, he's a very obviously he's a very expressive person. We'll just say that, okay? Expressive. Yes. He's an aggressive player on the player. court. Like, yes, that's, very competitive. He is what we call. This is who, the entire team. They're they're all that's, dogs. There you go. Right? That's a good way they to put are, it. They are they are in it to win. They they are competitive. They are athlete. They are athletes. They are yeah. out here to win. So Ron. Go gets his foul, a very hard one, on uh, Ben Wallace. Okay, and, and I'm, I'm on the side of like, he did, he 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 just stood there. He put his elbow up. He it's, didn't. Uh, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, it it was a hard foul. Yeah, Ben ran into him. Ben ran it's into a, him. It's a hard foul. Felt, like, don't get was... me wrong, but hard compared to like some of the other scene. Not really, but like you know, at that moment, it was like basically a powder keg, right? That lit the fuse right okay. there, okay? Yeah. So now they're all jawing. The players are just, like, be- talking back and forth. The like, crowd, crowd's getting into it, right? So now and no one, has, no one has swung anything. No one has swung any hands. No one has thrown anything. Just regular dagger. Yeah, you know, yeah. Pushing, and, shouting, fuck and you, it was, fuck it you, was basically, you know, kind of getting to it. You know, Ron Artes goes to the uh, score table, the score... Uh, uh, yeah, at the score table. Yeah, the announcer tables, right. tables were all the. So what he said in the documentary was, he has this um like this breathing technique to calm him down, where he'll just like take a deep breath and count to five, right? Yeah, he separates himself for whatever right. whatever situation is happening, and he gives himself a, ta- a basically he gives yes. himself a timeout. But he does he does this while lying on the score table. Again, mm-hmm. I don't know if he should have. Lied on the table in my in my personal opinion. Like I understand he's gonna take his time time out, but I'm like, I don't think that was the smartest move on his part. I'm not I'm not saying it's his fault. But I'm just saying he he no. easily could have done something else yeah. besides that. Anyways, he's on the table, and at that moment, all you just see is a flying red solo cup in the air, and splashes down on Ron Artes's face. And what does he do? Everyone knows what happens after that. He charges. He, he jumps yes. five seats up, yes. five rows up, another two towards the guy who he thinks threw the yep. the beer and pumble, pumbles yeah. him. Just like and takes him down. It's like crazy because now it basically just starts a whole melee riot fest in that in that arena, which just, like, sets off a whole slew of, like, chain of events. You know, after that, you know, the main the main players, I guess, in, in this documentary was, besides Ron Artest, is, like, Jermaine O'Neal, Steven Jackson, Reggie Miller a little bit. And uh, they only interviewed one Piston, uh, Pistons player, which is Ben Wallace. Yeah. Ben Wallace. Which was kind of, in my opinion, I thought that was kind of... I, I wish they added a little bit more of the other Pistons players, maybe... What he thought. Yeah, they I thought, thought they could have added a little bit more. They walked yeah. out, no problem. That's the thing. Because what what I saw when... Um, it's so hard to call him Ron. Uh, I'm still on Meta. Because I know him yeah, as Meta. Meta yeah, I, I know him as Ron. Um, Ron Artest. So Meta jumps up there. And you see a few of the Detroit players run up. Not to like fight Meta, but one to like chill him out, like to grab right. him to be like, "Yo, chill." 
and two, to like help out their boy because they mentioned this multiple times in other interviews and you know we know this now because of social media but like these basketball players they may be on separate teams different cities but they're yeah. friends like these guys hang out <laughs> for the you know, most part on their days off like they're 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 all yeah for the most part friends. like nba players like yes we love the drama and everything but at the end of the day they're there's like a brotherhood amongst like basketball players they're like yeah. there's no bad blood yeah. On the court? Yeah. Different story. They're all, like, yeah. they're all hungry. But, like, off the court, like, yeah, they'll be, you know, shooting this shit. Yeah. Whatever. We're, you know, we make money. Yeah. We play ball. We listen, we like yeah. hanging out. So, yeah. And then you saw, like, you know, probably the Pistons players try to at least, you know, get uh, our tests away from the fans. But, obviously, at that point, they're just like, you know what? Like, this is really getting out of the hand. And then you see, like, everyone, like, from the coaches and everything, like, just to tell them to, like, Get, get them separated and move yeah and of oh, course oh, the oh. pistons are safe the team because you know it is their home court um so they got out right away and it was basically at that point just the uh pacers just the pacers were having trouble yeah, getting pacers out of the just chilling chilling out by themselves one yeah. no cops anywhere right. to oh be yeah seen. in the documentary it they only had like it, yeah it looked like Two they only had like on the, less than like court. five cops throughout the whole like arena which is weird it's just like really you guys only have that much and of course cops being cops um when they were trying to when the pacers were getting out of the uh like you saw it in the documentary in the movie um when reggie miller was trying to get i think it was yeah yeah down like trying to get and then the cops defuse the situation cops were coming up up to him yeah trying to get him like trying to i don't know it was just like it was so weird kick him out of the they were trying to kick him off of the court they ready, had their yep. pepper spray ready. I noticed that too. And the cop was like, "Oh, you know, I was never gonna do that. I knew who he was. Like, then why were you trying yeah. to like kick no, him out?" <laughs> he was like, "I'm." I, he kept saying, "Like, I'm Reggie Miller." Like, you can see him mouthing, "I'm Reggie. What are you doing? I'm Reggie Miller. Yeah. Like, I'm." Yeah. This so is my team. So the cops weren't helpful because one, fans were fucking. Instead of instead of protecting the players, they were like. Or instead of, like, yeah, protecting the players, they were going after the... Basically, the cops weren't really protecting them from the fans, which, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they were protecting the player, like the fans from the players. Like, what? Like, how does that make sense? Because there's, like, 5,000 people against a 20-person, like, 15. organization. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, what was that? So then now, at this point, fans are getting... Well, we know what that oh, was. of course, yeah. Like- so now at this point, fans are getting into the court, right? And just strolling, strolling through, through the best scene. My favorite part was when, and they interviewed the guy in the documentary. Oh yeah, yeah fuck this dude. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie yeah, Haddad. Was Chris, yeah, Charlie Haddad. So he walks up in the court and he tries to square up on Ron Artest. Like he had his hands all clenched up. I'm like. Like, I'm like, bro, go. if like, I, me personally, if I see that someone runs up to me and he's like, oh, let's go. And I see him, he has clenched fists and, you know, looks like he's about to swing. I'm going to defend myself. I don't care. And, <laughs> and while, while, while Meta's like, you know, squaring up, who comes over, just like oh my bolts God. over, Jermaine sees oh this happening. God. And they mention it like, Jermaine comes, oh, Jermaine, so Jermaine O'Neal comes up to Charlie, ru- like, yep. dashes towards him, ready to do like a big anime one like, punch man type deal, yeah. Face. He he 
he makes contact, but it like slides yeah, off. Yeah, he slips. You can see he it, slips like, a little bit. Full one hundred, hundred percent contact. And when he misses, uh, Charlie yeah. goes down, and but people grab um, Jermaine mm-hmm. right away. They grab Meta right away, and that's when they pull everyone out. But they mention it multiple times, like that that guy's lucky. Oh, he, dude, he again, dead. these guys are athletes. Like, just because Jermaine, they're Jermaine not was lucky, like boxer, he could have gone to prison. Doesn't mean for that they dude. aren't strong and can throw a punch. You know what I mean? Like. That wasn't easily like yeah, if that connected. These are guys that lift oh. two hundred pounds, oh, you know, man. in the gym. They're not just all right, hoops and right. jumping. So then from there, like I, I think that's like at that point, you know, the uh, cops and like everyone really knew, like, okay, let's get these and like the organization, like let's get these play- Pacers players like out of here fast. Like there's, like this is how we, we need to get them out. This. So now you're seeing them like trying to escort them out, um, like the coaches, the referees, and like security. And then at that point, people are still tossing like food at them while they're trying to get to the hall. Like, uh, un- yeah, Drinks, someone threw a fucking chair. A chair like, is thrown. Hell, like man, these these Pistons fans are wild, man. So, I mean, yeah, I mean that's in short, that's basically what happened in Malice in the Palace. I mean, let's be honest, it all started with that one cup, one guy. One, I, John Green, John yeah, I think Green. the oh, and then after they did a whole investigation on like who started it, yeah, the players who started it, who did what. So some people were arrested and they had to do a little bit of time, community service, yeah. right? That's the district attorney. That's what he said. He's like, yeah, you, you know, we did everything we were supposed to. Like everyone who fucked up, you know, got in trouble. Um, except really John Green, he kind of became a celebrity because you see in interviews, he was just like, ah, you know, if it were, if it, you know, if I could do it again, right. I'd do it differently by fucking up more or, you know, make sure I don't miss with this like, and that. And bro, it's just like, come dude, on, man. fuck you. Um, it, yeah, it fucking like fans suck, you know, and what really sucks is, and they mentioned this, like the players yep. got punished. Uh, David uh, Stern yes. decided judge and jury, like full full season suspension for Meta, twenty five games for Jermaine, and I, um, I don't think Reggie. No, was, the, the the other one was uh, Stephen Jackson, and I think he also got like around twenty three games, something like 20 that. Twenty yeah. games, yeah, and. You could argue like their careers were kind of fucked over. Granted, you know, Stephen won a ring two years later. Um, Meta run won the ring yeah. uh, the year after. It, the, the person that got kind of the two people actually that kind of got fucked over was Jermaine, Jermaine O'Neal and Reggie. and Reggie Miller. Again, Reggie Miller, I think like he retired that season or the season after, but like. That's yeah, the, yeah that's so same. and and they were good. Like they, like I said, last the, the season before Malice at the Palace, powerhouses. Yeah, they were house. they were good. And you know, Jermaine O'Neal was a really. I don't know if you remember him, but like I used to like him as a player. Like he was really good. You know, Ron Artest was good for what mm-hmm. he did, and so was Stephen Jackson. I know yeah. who these guys are. Like they are. But, I mean, like, with the whole suspension, like they basically ruined the whole their whole uh, year. I don't want to say their career, but it did. It did put like a with the whole Don. Uh, I always say Donald Sterling, but that's the Clippers. D- David, yeah, Stern. David Stern. Yeah, 
they're the same people. No, I'm just kidding. They're not the same people. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but David Stern, he really painted the image of those three players, like, you know, as, as yeah, bad as, dudes. Uh, quote unquote as, for sure. Yeah, as thugs. Like yeah, I were... mean, we can basically get into it now. Now that you said thugs, is man, the media painted them as thug black it's, dudes. It's so wild because I don't remember when, because I, I don't know how old I was. I was probably like what ten or something like that back then. I don't remember. I like I remember the mouse in the palace and like seeing it in the newspaper and stuff, but I don't remember the whole media fest around it. So watching it again in this documentary, it's so wild to see like how racist they back. were back then. And like, the, holy oh, shit! Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but I when I first heard like thugs and like hearing players being called thugs and stuff, and I was confused. I'm like, it was it was always athletes. Huh. Like it, it was always sound athletes. right? Was it yep. the NFL? Yep. I don't know if you remember when uh, what. Was it the Seahawks Super Bowl? I think that's when that was okay. So that had to be like eight years yeah, ago or whatever. Like but that word was being used around a lot for the players and stuff because they were. That I think those the, the those years were pretty aggressive. The 2010, 20, you know, up to like twenty fourteen, the pl- players again were getting into quote unquote like the uh, hip hop cultural. You know, I kind of do what I want. I got right. money type shit, which is like, we're all 100% okay with that which now, is, yeah. right? Um, it's, and this is where like the rules change too for the NBA. Like, so the, like, okay, these thugs need to chill the fuck out. We need to like do a cleanup. And they were like, we're going to blame hip hop. And it's like, okay, well, that's bullshit. So they like changed the rules on like the dress code. The dress code. code was one of them. Yep. Suit. So, Suits and ties, no more do rags, baggy pants. Basically, no more, no more like caps, casual like, clothes, everyday clothes. Like you guys are wearing a suit and tie. Like you guys are going to a business meeting, basically. Yeah, and it, it's funny seeing the, like when that changed, and then seeing how <laughs> hip hop evolved as far as like the style. They're like, okay, well, we're not seeing this on the NBA right. anymore. Uh, let's see what we can get away with. So that's when you started seeing, you know, rappers in their skinny jeans, big hats, all Gucci and shit. And then you see that kind of translate into the NBA now that's, where you see. That's why I said, the I, mo- I, like, it kind of did affect what you said, like pop culture, just like fat, like, because mm-hmm. if, like, yes, everyone was wearing, back then that style, like, was, <laughs> it was funny. Let's just say the baggy clothes, just the, the big baggy suits, stuff, yeah. right? The, ba- yeah, the Bernie yeah, Mac yeah. suits. So now, like I said now knowing like oh like you know people are wearing suits so they're trying to get into more like more luxury brands and all you know like all the bigger you know fashion brands and everything and like it did help i think it did help push like street fashion street culture a little bit it, it actually like i said silver lining with the whole racism from like the media and like the change of clothes like i guess silver like lining. it did help like you know it Racist did help silver lining. uh you know push you know the 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 fashion yeah push fashion yeah, to what like it is now I, yeah streetwear like to what it, it is now it, i think it would eventually gotten to where it was now where it is now but like it would have taken a little bit longer but yeah i just want to talk about like back in the like the media like the newscasters even like there was like clips of like Stephen a and everything like espn it's just like whoa man like you guys really like jumped on it and the 
the worst thing is like not once did they question about yeah the, the fans because i remember like i said i remember i wasn't i wasn't you know i wasn't that old or anything i was like probably like 10 years old when i saw this happen i remember watching it and i always knew it wasn't the like i always questioned it i'm like why are the players being like labeled like this way like the fan threw the cup and i always thought that was weird i'm just like the fan threw the cup he basically started it and like i wasn't smart enough or articulate enough to like you know come up with a sound opinion on, on it but that's was like my mindset mm-hmm. just like that yeah the fans, fans are, do it so too, why aren't they right? getting, like like you know reprimanded or like getting you know shitted on from all these media it's just like all these players just getting like ragged on dragged it's just like yo you know john green threw that shit you know fans went on the court you know trying to start shit so that's why it's just like it's nice but they mentioned it too you and we see yeah. we see it they were showing the espn clips the the images oh, were dude, manipulated they were like manipulated. they cut out oh. certain scenes they never and stuff. they never showed i mean they, they did show it but not as much they basically just showed Ron Artest charging up the court or car- charging up the seats right, right after, after he got, he got hit, hit from the like uh, they, from from the cup. So like, because it looks like Meta is just laying there and he just right, like, jolts right. up and like, gets it, mad. Oh, at yeah, him, like, it does look like that if you don't see what happened like ten seconds before he charged up. So it was just like, yeah, it was. It's very. It's it's just so weird back then. Now, if this should ever happen now. Because now, like, like I've been telling you, like, fans have been kind of... I, I Remember, like, in the first like, couple, our first couple, I think, first or second episode, I said, like, we need another Malice in the Palace because fans are kind of getting reckless now. They're, and they're really getting... Mm-hmm. I don't say getting there, but, like, man, the, you know, their whole mindset of, like, you know, I pay for their salary with my ticket. I can do whatever I want in this game. Yeah. I can talk shit about them. I can... I can... Like, Shove my finger like, in their no, chest. No, bro. We saw this with Zion. No, bro. <laughs> you know, that was like episode yeah. three or four. Yeah, exactly. Zion was throwing fucking haymakers at after the club and stuff. Y- y'all and forget. Then, you know, like, uh, I think it was just last year when someone threw a bottle at, uh, was it Westbrook? When he was like trying to walk off the court. It's just like. That, yeah. that was the new season. Yeah, that was the yeah, season so after the like, bubble. Dude, these fans just like are wild. It's like, dude, like, do you not I know that these guys are, that. again. These guys are are not playing ball at YMCA. These guys are athletes 24-7. Like, let's not get that twisted, man. Like they're 7'2, 250 pounds. <laughs> like, like you you think you can take that on? You think you go okay, yeah. you think you can take that on. Guy <laughs> like you said, YMCA Hooper. You think yeah. you can take that so guy on? It's just again, like again, now, thank God, I think the media media now in general is just a little bit more. I guess you could say diverse, diverse one, one. Like, so that helps because yeah, it was just all white folks saying like, "Could you believe these people? These Can you believe thugs, whatever, whatever. These, these wannabe rappers, bajillionaires. Yeah. It was it's so wild. But again, yeah. So one, media is more diverse. They think they can yeah. do whatever they and want. And then two, now I I I mean I guess you could say that they're I don't want to say they're woke, but they're not as stupid back then. I'll just say that. So now, if oh, this yeah. ever happens again, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll be on the players' side 100%. Well, now also with social media, so everything gets posted. So, I mean, you see you different see angles. Different angles. You get players are now, I'll just say, it, yeah, players are now more looked as respected role models now at this, like, 
as people. As pe- oh, they're looked at yes. a little bit more as I'll people. say that, yes. Okay, that's a better that's a better way to put it. Yeah. They're looked at more as people. Just like regular people who are yeah. trying to earn a check. So like Yeah, and it's just like I mean, again, the media was so wild back then, like now if unless yeah, unless there was like no I don't know how at this point like they would blame players if they went up to a fan and started attacking. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, unless the guy was a loose cannon or something. But even then, like, you know, fans do get wild, you know? I've heard some crazy-ass shit when I went to some Bucks games. And, like, you know, it's just... Whew, man, people are just reckless, you know? Get a few bottles of beer in there and, like, man... Oh, yeah, that's the thing, too. Like, there's not no cap or anything for how many beers and, like, how yeah, much... Yeah, they... as long as you got the money, you're you're getting hammered in the game and starting yelling shit but yeah that's what the charlie haddad guy said he was like yo i it was friday i didn't have to go to work the next day you know i was here for a good time and they ruined it like fuck that guy uh like and then at the end of he's like oh they did they did a loyal fan wrong like charging me and stuff like you're just he's not alone in that like there are a lot of people that like just think like that (laughs) But, you know, shout out to the attorney who was actually looking into it, who looked into it and, like, basically helped yeah. like, turn it over. I think anyone else would have just been like, no, you did this your fault. Well, especially when you're like, you know, oh, you think you could do whatever you want. Especially with, with like, the media, no. at, like, basically against the players. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. So it would have been hard. But, like, again, shout out to the attorney. I don't know what his, I don't remember his name. But, yeah, shout out to him. Like, And he did not want to do that. He's like. He said that as like there right, are murderers. Right. Oh yeah, he said going on right now, and uh, I have to deal uh, with this. He said, like yeah, he like he there, there's an actual crime happening, and I had to do this. Like, and he's just like, but you know what, I did it, and yeah. But so, yeah, you know, fast forwarding now, like looking at where the NBA is, I, I'll just say like sports in general. Like, you know, he d- David Stearns did say like some mad racist shit, but. Again, oh, yeah. for all the bad he did, he did help push the NBA to where it is now. Like, without him, the NBA wouldn't be as big. Like, he basically turned it into, a like, this mega corporation. So, well, I'll give him a hand at that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was just, like, it was just everything, that whole event. Like I said, it was, like, top five, in my opinion, like, top five event to ever happen in NBA history. In sports yeah, history. actually, in like, sports that history, was a big yeah, that's turning a, yeah, point. because yeah, you know, even like fans or like players were saying, like you know, there's a golden rule: you don't go up there and like hit fans. But I mean, there has to be a like the judge just said, like, no, all these players were in the right. Yeah, which is wild too. I was just like, oh like, shit! <laughs> like, who would have thought? Like, yeah, they had to spend all that money to fight for that to end their suspensions and stuff, but like. Uh, and I feel a little, like, I feel bad for all the players, right? They had to spend all this money, they didn't get their rings with the team that they wanted, right. blah, 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 right? But, like, I, I feel for Meta, because watching this, and I haven't listened to a lot of interviews, the only times I've, you know, seen interviews with them has been, like, on Extra, TMZ, or, you know, he changed his name again to something, something Panda, right. or he's doing something, doing you something know. Meta. Clout chasing, you know, fun, whatever, yeah. celebrity shit, right? And to, like, actually him sit down and articulate what was going on in his head then and now and, like, how he's growing stuff, like, 
I I know everyone looks at him like this is a weird dude, right? Oh, his name's Metal World Peace. What a weirdo, whatever. It's just like I don't think he's that weird. I think he's only weird because that's I feel like he's how like a actual functional like human being should be where he like tells you what's going on in his head in the moment. He explains himself in a way like this is my thought process this is how I am. like he's very good at and that's probably like years of therapy too but like he's good at like ex- telling you what's going on in his head and I'm like oh I understand what you were yeah. going through now like again right. back then the NBA like, didn't health. really talk about mental like health period <laughs> I heard other interviews where like yeah like if he had said he was in therapy in the public yep. they would have thought he was crazy mm-hmm. and he would have lost his job 100% like and it's just like dude like i feel for these guys because they have a lot going on you know just like the pressure of winning pressure of being the best game in a ring um they're people these no, dudes bro, are people they're, uh, they, get, they get paid millions of dollars bro like what what does it even matter they're playing a child's game and getting paid millions of dollars bro <laughs> you know what it is you say that, but like I thought like that when I was like sixteen. We have one point fifteen. Come on now, I'm not. I'm not surprised. Even I did back then. Especially when like I know when uh, the CTE stuff right. was coming out or not coming out, but like the, getting the study more popular is like or getting, more yeah conducted and everything. Yeah. And I remember having convert like long conversations with my dad, and you know us going back and forth, and you know both of us being on the wrong side and also the right side of just like no they get paid like millions of dollars like they know what happens when they go out there but they still do it yeah. so like whatever it's just like oh that's not really a good way to think about right things, you know <laughs> like but yeah like i said i was yeah i was in I, I i had similar thoughts too i was just like you know we never thought like now like it's 2021 mental health is i don't want to say it's it's getting there it's still not up there at least in the U.S., like, but it's it's getting there now. Um, a lot it has a, more progress compared to like when Malice in the Palace happened. Not as much in like men's sports. Um, I don't ever hear LeBron talking about his mental health or like if he's in therapy. He I assume the, uh... some of these guys are in therapy, but they don't oh, say. Yeah, you know? maybe they just don't. Maybe because there's still a stigma. Like, let's be honest, there's still a stigma about it. So yeah. not everyone's gonna. Yeah. Be, I mean, not everyone's gonna be open to their, you know, their health. You know. Like, the, I mean, LeBron does have the Calm app, so that should at least, yeah. So that <laughs> oh, it's yeah. not he's not talking about it, but you kind of at least know that he's thinking about it, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so yeah. like I said, I don't know this this documentary was, in my opinion, was pretty good for a sports documentary. Like, oh, man, it's been a while since like watching like it's a big eye opener because yeah. I didn't know that much about. I knew Malice of the Palace; it was a thing. I knew it was fans versus player. But to see footage for to see the play by play, wild. Like, oh, this is more. Yeah. This is fucked. Like, I didn't realize how fucked this was. Yeah. Like, was there anything that kind of surprised you? How one scene, like this is the end of the, of, like I said before, like the dogs. Like, you don't really see players play like that anymore. And it ended because of, like, I think this, right? Like, I don't... Can, I mean, can you think of any, like, really aggressive players like this that are just, like, no. in people's faces? No, like, you're... 
bumping people and like like being there was aggressive. yeah it's i don't want to say it was like the turt like this was a catalyst but like it was the nba was kind of switching over like to more modern what you see it now like first off social media is not wasn't i mean it was there but not to what it is now so i think social media does help i mean they were still using VHS <laughs> yeah, right. tapes so so yeah social was, media was not like there. i said it was it was changing the sport in general rules are not so now i'm also rules changing like defense now is not as strong back then as it is now they reward offense now you can't really put a hand on play on offensive players now so like that that does help with the rule changing but i think it's just like i think i don't want to say players are more aware about their money but i think like you know it's just like they know now they're making a lot more money now you know like there's there's money to be ha- made now um and that you know money talks you know there's like you know i think that does change a little bit of people's mindset like you know like i don't want to mess up the bag or anything um but yeah like i said it was a it was a it wasn't the catalyst but it was already like the nba was already changing to what it is now it's just like the mouse in the palace was like a good like like highlight of the change of like the rules and everything so you know, and speaking of like more aggressive players, they're still aggressive players. Don't get me wrong, of the NBA now, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's just, yeah, the NBA's yeah, like I said, the NBA's just uh, I don't say they're a lot more friendly because that's a weird way to put it, but I don't know. Like like there's there's a clearly the generational difference between uh, those those years and now, but yeah. So you were saying. There needs to be oh, I am 100%. It's like another like on that boat. Something where the fans like it does get it a reality check. Be, I don't I think it's going to be basketball. It doesn't have to be basketball. Like I think it's going to be football. Are we actually talking about like American I, football? I, American oh football, god, yeah. Even, oh my god, that's if that does happen, I fe- I will legitimately fear for the fans because oh my god, do you not it's oh one God. thing getting slugged <laughs> by a basketball player. You're talking about an NFL player that hits other players as fast and hard as he could for a living. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're not they're not trying to do spin moves, they're not trying to dribble a ball. These, These are, are cars. Exactly. Go... These are Mack trucks. And you're telling me <laughs> I I actually I actually thought that too. Like I said it like before you uh said it, I was like, yeah, it's not gonna be the NBA again. It's gonna be another sport. And like the first sport I thought about was definitely gonna be American football because man, there's like uh you know, NFL NFL is such like a weird just like the how do you say it? Like the What's the term? Like the, the the relationship between like fans, players, just like the whole. Mm-hmm. I don't say economy. What's another word? Like organism, I guess, or something. You know what I mean? Like the whole eco ecosystem. Yeah. There you go. That's what I wanted to say. The ecosystem of the NFL is so weird because it's like it feels. I'm not saying like it's racist or anything. I'm not trying to like start anything or incite anything. But it's just like a weird like. There's like a weird dance that they do. Fans, players, the NFL in general that I, I don't mm. see with the NBA. Like in the NBA for the most part, like everyone's kind of like on the same page with, I guess you can call it like wokeness or whatever. But you know, I mean, like in the NFL, like there's a lot of pushback when stuff happens. 
there's just a yeah. lot and fans yeah. will let you know yeah. right there and, and then. You know, it's just like, it's weird. And I don't know if you've been to like a football game, like an NFL, but it's, it's the same way as like the NBA where it's like, you could easily just oh, jump yeah, over and like yeah. push a player. It's not that it, hard. Like, but no, like I said, it's, like, if it, if another Malice in the Palace is going to happen, I will put my money on the NFL. I don't know about any other sport. Soccer. Baseball's, baseball's not, not going to happen. Soccer not is happen. non-existent. Um, especially soccer. Let's be honest. Soccer fans are wild, dude. Actually, I don't know. Maybe soccer. Maybe. Not, not here in the States. In the but maybe States. Like, no one cares maybe like enough. In, in Europe. Maybe Atlanta. In but that's Europe. It. Maybe in Europe. But like, man. Oh, that happens all the does. time in Europe, though. You know what I mean? It does. Like, but... Yeah, so maybe maybe in Europe, but like at least here in America, like all the other major sports, like yeah, it looks like probably like if anything, football would be like hockey. I don't think, especially if they have like those uh, the windows in the way. Baseball, I think, it's a pretty much a chill sport. Like you know, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen in the Midwest. <laughs> I know it's gonna happen in the Midwest. It happened in the Midwest for Miles in the Palace. Like I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I don't want to see. I think it, but it will be in the NFL. I mean, that video has been circulating this week of that, that fight at the Chargers game, I think. It's so wild, dude. Um, I feel like, the, I like more, like, fans fight more, like, at least in American sports, fans fight against other fans more when it comes, in football. For the dumbest In shit. football, at least. Like, it's so, I mean, mm-hmm. like, the whole, like. And for no reason, like, they just come in yeah. in Jersey that it's like from the opposing teams, like, oh, fuck this guy. I'm going to throw something at him. Like, <laughs> what? No, yeah. just like. It's, well, it doesn't help. Let him enjoy. Like, he's from out of town and his team is yeah. in town. Like, this, just... You know, uh, speaking of which, like I said, I was in game six in the Deer District. Some fans were wearing like uh, Suns jerseys. And, you know, the only thing we did was just yeah. like, boom, you know, and it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And and that guy knows. Yeah, like, like the yeah, guy I'll knew. It, and like, you could tell like. But no yeah, one's gonna fight yeah. that so guy. It's just like you know, you know, like no one wanted to start anything. Like we get it. Like yeah, it was like whatever. But it was fun, like booing him. But man, I don't know. <laughs> fans feel like if you wear a different jersey, like especially with beer mixed in with the whole like you know testosterone run through with some fans, it's like yo, mm-hmm. they usually would. I mean, you and I know <laughs> we're we uh, our teams have big bad yeah. rivalries with Minnesota and. Yeah, Chicago. It's so just, like we know, we but know. man, it's just yeah. I don't know. Like I said, if if another Malice Palace is going to happen, it's definitely going to be my money is on football. So, and I'm going to watch every angle. I'm going to follow all these weirdos who had their phones out. No, <laughs> I'm the just gonna best be part like, is going to be what the uh, the commissioner is going to do because in general, NFL commissioner. You know, it's not the best when it comes to at least social justice, no. you know, stuff. Or at least the NFL. When it comes to anything, <laughs> when it comes to anything, he heard, oh, my players are dying from brain mushness. He's like, ah, fuck that. Just give Aaron yeah. Rodgers a oh, bigger helmet. Um, how about, how about like, now they just released? I, I, I wish I'd put this in there as a... Yeah, I completely forgot about it. And it's a pretty big one. NFL doesn't want basically the players celebrating now again. Like they, they don't. What? So when, like there's no. 
They already don't dance yes. when they score. So now they don't now want uh, players like taunting. Like after, like it's the, so that I, I don't know. I I, I retweeted on uh, Twitter yesterday. Basically, like it's a small taunt. Like the guy got up like after breaking a couple tackles, and we're just like, yeah. And then like inf- like just like you know when a player was still on the ground, and that's like it wasn't even like a big one or anything. It was just like he was just more excited. No, it's the usual like oh, yes. yeah, I, I did yes, that. We basically, did that. Yep. ten thousand dollar fine. What flag tone. So you know the NFL needs to like chill when it comes to like. You know, they're, uh... You gotta get, you gotta get these colored folks in check. That's what they're thinking. I mean... Like... I mean, yeah. They got rid of dancing, like, eight yep. years ago. But then they realized like, they need the money. The Lambo Leap is gonna be done know, soon. Dude, like I said, like I said, man, sports is a wonderful topic to talk about, especially when you're talking about everything that is, that surrounds it. It's, Yeah. That's why we love sports, man. Good. <laughs> no ad breaks, no nothing. I think that's about it. That's yeah. our special um, episode. Yeah, I don't know this is going to be posted, but it's, yeah, it was a good episode. Special. A special. It was a good episode. All right. So look out for the next episode. We're recording again next week. Keep an eye out for that one. All and right. And we'll see everybody later. <laughs>